RadioInfluence.com. Hey, Live Bold and Boss Up. This week, we have an awesome guest. Let me share with you a little bit of her background before we get started. She started off as a financial advisor in 2001 to, believe it or not, in a man's world, even back then and still in the 2000s, where she was doing all the things. She was doing the dials, the warm leads, the cold leads, the 12-hour work days, the weekends, the fishbowl lunch seminars. She was relentless. She dove in. Um, you know, she caught a break and was asked to be a part of a team for the Fortune 500 company to help teach their employees about the benefits packages and financial planning. And that's when she started doing seminars in front of hundreds of people. Um, she then earned her, her chartered retirement planning counselor designation, and she achieved other designations like her enterprise status of platinum financial advisor, her CFP, her PWA, which is a private wealth advisor. She started doing these uh, events for multiple companies and going um, region to region. She was recognized at a national level. And, you know, between that and, and present day business owner, she had some relatable bumps on the way and, and honestly, some non-relatable because I'm not sure everyone's trained for a triathlon and done multiple <laughs> triathlons, but she was engaged. She was planning a wedding doing the triathlons, then she completely called off her wedding entirely. And I say that because there's some great stuff that we wanted to dive into there. But right now she is focusing on developing herself, her team, and growing her practice that fixates more on women and giving them the the agency, right, to feel confident about their financial lives. And her vision is like a casual affluence and intentional living and she's totally focused on the F words, which I love. It's so catchy. Welcome, Carrie LaRocco. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I'm at the ultimate show for living bold and bossing up, being here with you too. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's funny because when I do events and I introduce people, if I have guest speakers or if I'm actually doing little videos, I always say welcome to my show and it's just a pretend show that I don't actually have. So it's really fun to be on an actual show mm -hmm. that you really have. So love thank it. you. This is fantastic. I love it. Whenever we first met you, you know, we were introduced to you and we had no idea like who you were and then met you and I felt like we had this immediate like bond and connection and I'm like oh my gosh this show is going to be so great <laughs> like from your energy to everything that you had to say I was like pumped and I was so excited to have you come on here today and and do this thank you yeah I felt the same way just an immediate connection yeah. with a couple of bosses so thank you awesome thank you so let's st talk about the start of your career it's crazy to think financial planning in 2001 was all men or man dominated, but it was like, that's just the world that we lived in, even like in the two thousands, which is crazy. Yeah. How did you navigate? How did you get to where you were today in, in that world? So the other crazy part, I think, so I started actually in January, 2002, I started applying for the, for the position in 2001 and then actually got the, the job and started in January of 2002. 
So in the midst of everything else that was going on in the world being absolutely upside down and tragic and devastating for our country, um, I was also starting a, a career in a place where people were running from the stock market. So that made it insane to do yeah. as well. Um, and then for me, I just, I did everything they told me to do. So I just worked super hard. I made all of the phone calls I was supposed to make. I set all of the meetings. I just did literally everything they said. And I think slowly people kind of weeded themselves out because they didn't want to do the work as much. Um, and I say that lightly, but it's, it's a lot and it's constant. So being a female actually helped me stand out, um, but I was always trying to overcome people recognizing that I'm very young, I might not know what I'm talking about just quite yet, and then I'm in a role that's traditionally a male role, so you don't necessarily immediately think, oh, this is the person that I want to trust managing my account. Absolutely. No, I, I can't imagine being... You know, a woman, I feel like it definitely would make you stand out. Because if everyone else is a man, like, oh, here's this woman now presenting to me. And then, second of all, in that in that period of time, 2001, whenever everything was kind of going, like, crashing, it's like having someone that you really trust, it's probably all about building relationships and just being there for someone that, that you can, like, listen to them and just kind of be that, like, voice of, you know, I'm here for you. You know, we're in this together type of mentality. Yes, yes. Except for I had to get to the point of having some people to be together with. Right. <laughs> so That's at true. first, yes, um, it was a lot of cold calling and building. Or not cold calling. They were they were warm leads and um, building the client base. Um, and then I did do those little fishbowl marketings, which I hated doing. What is that? Can you share a little bit more? Oh, what it's done a that? hard oh, memory no. to walk down. <laughs> oh, sorry. PTSD. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we would, we would connect with managers of restaurants and see if we could put a little fishbowl in their restaurant and then people put their business cards in and then I would go and collect them and then call all the people and then show up and do a lunch and do a quick talk pay for the lunch, have them fill out information, and then those are the people I would be calling. And I never liked doing it. But you didn't have any other way to really collect leads yet right. um, that I knew of, right? So I just did what they said. And then um, I, you know, once I did get a little bit of a, a break working with different companies, then that helped quite a bit to have a different lead source and build your client base and have referrals. So, yeah. I'm sure you were grinding and, and working harder than you ever have in that beginning. And that's probably how you got to where you are today. Yes, those hours. Hard work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. So, like, did you ever get mistaken for, like, someone else's assistant or something like that? Did someone, not, you know, did you ever have that where someone thought, oh, you were just calling for, for you to book the appointment with the financial advisor, and how did you overcome that if that happened? So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because a couple of things. Um, I've been at something that I qualified to go to that was just advisors, and advisors and wholesalers are like, hi, um, I am at this mutual fund company, and I'm like, and then they would explain what a mutual fund is, and I'm like, I'm an advisor. I'm actually qualified <laughs> to come here, but thank you. So it's kind of a compliment and kind of an insult. Right. And then I used to do all kinds of different things. Now I just do stuff that I really enjoy doing, but um, nothing against golf. But I was at a golf tournament, which is not my favorite place to be. And um, 
yeah, people thought I was the beer girl oh, at the golf tournament. Yeah, that's so insulting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's a fine job, but it just was a, the assumption that I couldn't possibly right. be, you know, anybody, anybody else. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, we're not good at golf, but I, for some reason, I love it. You do. I, lo- <laughs> I love. I it think too. it's like being outside and just like the the camaraderie and just driving around on golf carts and kind of hitting a ball. Right. Plus the last couple <laughs> ones we've done together, so it's so like it's we have fun. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should come with us, <laughs> and maybe should. you'd have more fun. If I could just ride around in the golf cart with you, maybe, and we could have a couple drinks, yeah. and I never have to hit any balls because okay. I'm really bad. <laughs> could, this can <laughs> be arranged. Yeah. It can yeah. Be arranged. yeah. <laughs> so engaged, planning a wedding, to calling it off, and running an Ironman to business owner. Like yeah. Ash ran through all that. Like at first, I was like, "What?" Like. That's a lot going on all at once, especially. Like, what a whirlwind. Um, what happened in that short amount of time for you, and like, and, and how did you make it all work? What clicked? How did you do it? So that was in 2014. I feel like I can remember it very clearly. Um, and, you know, if I think back to the, that time, I had been – in that relationship for almost six years. And I think also we'll just kind of fast forward this for a second. Um, I connected with a lot of women and were working with a lot of women because I was by myself quite a bit and I was in my thirties now and single. So I think I established that connection because of that. Um, and him and I spent a lot of time apart too. So I did a lot of things together. I did a lot of holidays by myself. I mean, a lot of things apart. I did a lot of holidays by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had got engaged, yes, and I was actually on my way to Atlanta to see my best friend and one of my another best friend from growing up. And we were going to the Say Yes to the Dress place, right? So that should be really exciting. Right. This was my third time trying on wedding dresses, and I hadn't found one. So I get to Atlanta. We go to one place the night before. And the, the 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 famous place. And right. This is like every girl's dream. Right. right? <laughs> exactly. So that's on Saturday. This is Friday. Um, and I'm trying on dresses. And, you know, I'm training for an Ironman. So I look fantastic from a fitness standpoint. So all the dresses look good. But I couldn't look at myself. And they were like, oh, that's beautiful. That's great. And like, no, 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 no. And I just remember staring at myself in the mirror, and I was like, you cannot do this. You know you can't do this. Oh, man. Is that when you realized? I had, I mean, and I was thinking about, like, all of the plans of what it looked like, because a lot of it was planned. And that's not when I realized, it's when I decided. Right. So we leave, and we go to dinner, and so I have a couple drinks, and I'm like, so I don't want to go tomorrow. And they are like, okay. And I'm like, because I don't want to do this. And they were so excited for me to say that, right? Which, exactly, Friends. your face, yes, they should have told me. Right, right. <laughs> Friends always know that. They always know. Yes. Uh. But it's it's nice, too, to think that we will support each other at, to no end, right? But, you know, I'm sure they gave me little hints that I ignored. Like, are you sure he's the right person? Um, so I got back, called off the wedding, and I still kept training for Ironman, which was probably my saving grace because I was in this really supported environment of a bunch of people that were going through the same torture on a daily basis. But if I relate that to, to what I do, I had a really long time to train, so like a six-month training plan, a little bit longer, a really, really big goal to achieve, and then something I had to do every day to get there. 
So it's the same thing as what I, what I do, right? So it, it easily translated for me that hard work and effort was going to pay off at this end of this day. Um, but, you know, it's hard to get up every single morning when you're like, oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? But at the same time, I also had this recognition that it was okay. So for me and for everyone that wanted to know when I was getting married and when I was having a kid and when, I, you know, this relationship, right, those ongoing questions, I decided that it was okay. So I decided if I don't ever get married, that's okay. And if I don't ever have a kid, that's okay. Right. And so just feeling that peace was one of the most important things for me. Right. And I feel that connection to women, especially when people want to know Oh, you don't have any kids. Oh, you only have one kid. How come you don't have two kids? You know, so it's like it's, it feels like it's enough. Mm -hmm. And we have to feel that way about ourselves, right? So it's enough if it's just me, right? right. So then um, my husband, who I've known for a while, and I knew him from doing triathlons and um, just being out kind of racing and riding and running in Tampa, um, I had gone to one of his sessions because he's the strength and conditioning coach. And I went there like reluctantly because I was already doing so many other things. Um, so we kind of reconnected a little bit because now I was seeing him in his class regularly. Um, and we started dating in September and then we got married in February. Wow. So it was the same, that just clicked, yeah. you know, in the same sense that things just click or they don't click. And then at the same time, that was the year that I moved out from being an employee to being a franchise owner um, which is a huge transition as far as, the, you know, turning your world upside down. So, again, just having a lot of people supporting me, I think, was the really key part. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, you have to be, you are enough, right? Like, you have to be okay with, you have to come to realize that you're enough, whether you're single, whether you're just married, whether you're just married with one kid or two kids or however, maybe five or 10 kids, like whatever you decide that that's your path and that's how you feel. I, I think that's, that's a really good point. I don't know how to articulate that no. any better than you did, but that that's a huge, huge boss bite. Absolutely. I feel like that's, I mean, every woman should should have that like you are enough mentality and feeling in them and I feel like too many don't and sometimes I don't you know it's just like sometimes you feel like you're not you could be better you aren't meeting society's expectations or your parents or your friends or your bosses or whoever's but you just have to know like if you're doing your best and you're you're happy and you're living true to yourself then you are enough I love that yeah, it feels hard because we get pulled in so many directions and then we're really hard on ourselves. But I think about my, so I started going back to yoga because I really needed to this year to kind of stay true north, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you're kind of referring to that space where you go, yes. I got to get back yes. to the direction I want to face. And my yoga teacher always says, don't fuss, don't fight, don't fidget, don't push, don't pull. And if you just kind of let that sink in for a second, and if you think about the times where you're doing the opposite of all those things, yeah. it makes it really challenging, right? But if we just stay still for a second and then, okay, appreciate everything that you are doing, it way outweighs the things that you're really not to just kind of like you're saying, you could be doing all these things, not quite right. So, yeah. I love that. And I love that you, I love that you, first of all, 
that going back to your story, like your girlfriends, whenever you finally told them, they're probably like, oh, yes, like, we're here to support you, but finally, yes. she saw the light. Yes, my best friend was like, I had no idea what I was going to say. I didn't miss speech. Uh, yeah, but that's what girlfriends should be. They should be there to support you, whether, you know, no matter what you're deciding, as long as, like, you're making yes. the decision that you feel comfortable so I love that. And then, um, so my next question is, this is like kind of off topic of what we were just talking about, but like the Ironman, like obviously very, very difficult race. Like, first of all, for those that don't know, explain exactly what the Ironman is and like what it entails. So the Ironman is a 2.4 mile swim and then a 112 mile bike ride and then a marathon. So 26.2 mile run. And to, wow. to really be considered an Ironman, you have to do it in 17 hours, which hopefully you do, because if you don't, then that's a really <laughs> long day of yeah. exercising. <laughs> so yes. Um, so I got talked into it, which sounds ridiculous because I usually don't do long races. So I was training for St. Anthony's, which is an Olympic distance race. So 0.9 mile swim, um, 26 mile bike ride, and then a, a 10K. So a six mile, six point. That's a little bit more run. digestible. Right. Mentally, <laughs> right. I think I can wrap my head around that rather than the Ironman. Yeah, like any of those wow. distances are okay, right? right? Together, they're all okay. Ironman, any of those distances separated are also not okay. No. Never mind <laughs> exactly. together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, I got talked into it, which sounds like how does someone get talked into doing that? Um, but I was training for St. Anthony's, and then one of my friends, I'm putting him in air quotes, was like, you should just do – Florida half Ironman since you're already trained up. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. And then you should just do Ironman since you're already trained up. <laughs> but it had closed and he ended up finding me a charity spot. Um, so I did, uh, did get to do that race. They did cancel the swim. I always like to put an asterisk by this because it was so windy. Actually, people were getting blown off their bikes. Um, wow. It was so windy they, had, they canceled the swim. And that was the thing I was most worried about. So I did so much swim training. One day I got out of the pool and I was like, I swam a 5K today. That's ridiculous. That's yeah, wow. That is ridiculous. How about ruining your Saturday? Right. right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's the only thing. So some people are like, oh, do you need to do another one? I'm like, no, I'm, I did one. I am right. good. Check. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I know in our conversation with you earlier, whenever we were meeting, um, something that I loved is that you talked about the F word. Which one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many. There's so many F words that are <laughs> important. So um, let's let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I like to consider myself slightly unconventional when you know people are like, "Oh, you're a financial advisor? Okay, that's weird." You know, I don't know why that's weird, but you know, <laughs> so I like to just go ahead and use that to my advantage. So today, for example, I'm wearing my feminist. Which I love. Sure. We need a picture of that. Um, I know. And so, and I, you know, I like to make a point with fashion a lot of times too, which, you know, maybe contributes to why I don't necessarily look like an advisor. Um, but I was working with my business coach and she was like, you know, you just be you. If that feels right and it feels like that's how you want to let people know who you are, then let's do that. And talk about the things that are important to you, which is fitness, female, fashion, fun, fierce, focus, food, all of those things. And, you know, if people take it wrong, 
those are all F words. So, you know, that that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I was thinking about it. You know, it's hard to fully market something that way. But, um, yeah, I don't mind using a bunch of F words <laughs> when that. I'm posting. <laughs> and I feel like all those F words are related. Um, you know, it's, it's, they're all like you said, uh, fit fun earlier. You said fiscally fit, which I loved because, yes. you know, your financial freedom is also related to your, your fitness and, and your health um, aspect of it. So I feel like it's all related in your food and I feel like all those F words, they're all related. So it all ties into freedom. So freedom is the main one, right? So that's my, if you go, what are, you know, if we go through that value exercise, I will land at freedom. And so in order to, to be there in that space, there's a lot of things that have to go together. So yeah, you're right. They do match. And I had some realization a couple of years ago when everyone was doing all of these dinner, like heavy dinner, wine events, those kinds of things. And I was like, what if we do a workout event and pair that fitness piece and that mindset with the same thing that we're doing, you know, for our financial lives, right? So planning for the future, making sure we have a healthy balance sheet, making sure we have a healthy credit score, those types of things. And then when I you know, the longer I do this, the more things I realize. And then I'm like, oh, I have this new idea. Um, (laughs) Then I realized too, you know, people want to do all kinds of things once they stop working. And in order to be able to do those things, you have to have some money and you have to be able to literally walk around, right? So if you're extremely overweight or if you're, um, you know, burdened with different health problems and you can't move freely. You're limited to what you can do, right? So can you go on a cruise? Like not right now, but can you go on a cruise? Yes. Can you hike Mount Kilimanjaro? No. You know, so you have to choose things and maybe someone wouldn't choose that, but let's say Machu Picchu, right? A slightly easier hike, but still a hike. So things that are on people's bucket list, they, they can't do if they're not fit to do them. And then it's extremely expensive if you have a lot of healthcare costs. So I feel like that directly is related to help saving you money on things that you don't need to if you can take care of it with your own fitness and health. And then also same thing with food. So can we talk about a little bit about, you know, how it, how important it is to getting, you know, females on these topics, right? I know in, in the intro, I shared with everybody how your focus is really on females, right? And, and being financially fit or fiscally fit, as you said, talk to me a little bit about that. So I think during my thirties, when I was frequently doing events or um, spending a lot of time as a single person is when I realized the accumulation of women in my practice. And I started doing really women-focused events. So, for example, I did an event where I had people come over to my place and we went to, had, you know, appetizers and drinks, and then we went to Menopause the Musical. And it was one of the best events that I've done. And if you haven't seen that, that, that show is hilarious. That is a great idea. Thanks. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's no, so I mean. funny. You just laugh literally the whole time. Which, when you think about things that we do as grownups, to, to go to a comedy show or something like that, to just spend the evening 
with your face hurting because you're laughing so hard is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So for an event for me, that was a really fun event. Um, so I would also partner with women in the community and focus on um, charities that I care about as well. So we did breast cancer events. We did Go Red for Women events. So things that are really, really important. So I think that's, you know, as I continue to grow personally and professionally, that became more of a focus. And, you know, even in my family, family is one of the important words and friends. <laughs> um, even in my family, I have two sisters that both one sister, when you were like, I didn't know how far you were going to get, but you got to five kids. She has nine kids. Yes. I wish there was a picture of your face. Right <laughs> we both have our jaws like yes. on the floor. Let me pick it up. Real quick. <laughs> nine. Um, if she was on social media and had time, I, cause she homeschools them. So she could have done a little, oh, here's, yes. here's what, here's what it looks like homeschooling, um, during this last couple months. So she's at home with them. Um, and she has, she had a full ride for her master's and PhD to Fordham and completed it and then has been raising children and schooling them at home ever since. And then I have another sister and she has three little boys, which is actually crazier than the nine. (laughs) And she is, she was a teacher and then stopped working and stayed home with them. And, um, and I have a brother as well who had a more kind of traditional, uh, looking marriage and role. And my dad always was the person who worked and my mom worked later after we were all, um, grown up. And she was a teacher as well, but he took care of everything. And I think men do that a lot and maybe not as much now in this generation, but in the older generation, men do that a a lot as a, like, I got this, I'll take care of it for you. Kind of in a chivalrous way and kind of like, you don't need to worry about it and kind of like, you don't know, so I'll do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So they take care of it. So I, I want to make sure that when, you know, we live longer, right? So when you experience a loss that you're not left completely confused about who to talk to, where to go. Do you even have a relationship with that advisor? Probably not. If there is an advisor and how many things there are to, to handle and take care of. So I want to think about that, not just for, you know, way down the road, but also, you know, for any of us that would potentially have to deal with some event, Never mind if we want to just participate in what's going on, but it's so confusing. So there's too many words that people don't know that you never learned. There's too many um, options I feel like that are out there too. So what do you choose? And sometimes people are paralyzed because there's that. Yeah, I don't know what to do. So doing nothing. Analysis paralysis. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if we can just help with little things like while I'm on the phone with you, can you? Go on and do your open enrollment right now and we'll make the choices together. Or while I'm on the phone with you, can you log into your 401k and increase the percentage and reallocate? Can we do those together? So I'd rather participate and help, but have the person do it so that you feel comfortable and confident about taking care of those things for yourself. We just pointed at each other because <laughs> Steph just had to do her open enrollment. I reminded her this morning. She was like, oh, so no. Ash sat next to me while I did it. And I'm asking her questions as she's walking Perfect. me through it. So it was like, yes, I need that person that's going to walk me through everything. Yeah. yeah. So we feel you. Yeah. I, um, I bet. I bet you're a really good advisor. Like you two just, are so sweet together. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bet, I mean, just making people feel comfortable and, like, you're, like, I can help you with this. And, you know, just to me, that's that's huge. So I love that you said that. And yeah. then we literally just did that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, 
congratulations, because it's important <laughs> that you did that. And it's a lot of options in there to choose from. So it's important mm-hmm. to go through and make those adjustments. But also thank you for saying that, because I feel like that's one of the things that I really care about is how this is going to work for you for the next, you know, one year, 10 years, 30 years, 50 years, right? So I want to be impactful. Right. And sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Even if you don't benefit directly from it, you're still helping someone, helping them not feel so overwhelmed in the moment and just walking through some basic, simple steps. That's like, okay, this is what you need to do. It's okay. You know, just something, the small things matter. Yeah. I try to imagine how I would feel or maybe... You know, my mom never did any of that stuff. I still am like, you better be on the call today, you know, <laughs> on this call. Um, and how I want that person to feel and not feel like you're just like slouched down and right. you don't, you feel like I'm going to ask a stupid question. There's not one. You have to ask the questions because they're all important questions. And sometimes I'm like, wow, that's an amazing question. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking that. You right. know? Yeah. I love that. I know. So um, we're going to get into some rapid-fire questions. Oh, yeah. I'm um, excited. Yeah. Um, Carrie, is, she has no idea what these questions are going to be. We're just going to start throwing them at you. Um, and then a couple sentences or less, just whatever first comes to your mind. You know, just answer it from the heart, and um, it should be easy. Yeah. Okay, I'll start you off. I'll, like, lob you a softball here. <laughs> Thank you. Um <laughs> training right for these races like what went into that I know it's a really long process but (laughs) it's not a couple sentences I know I know I actually I had a coach so it was I got a training schedule I just did what was on my training schedule just tell me what to do and I'll do it I guess right I'm thinking about what we were talking about earlier so I literally just followed what he said to do my yeah I'm gonna do a long answer you can do a long yeah, answer. That's totally fine. <laughs> so my dad had a heart attack when he was 66 years old. And I was like, okay, let's everybody make a lifestyle change, right? And I was like, I'm going to run a marathon for you. And then I started the marathon training. And I was like, a half marathon. I meant. <laughs> it's way Let too long. So I did that, and then one of my clients was like, oh, my gosh, you're a runner. You should do triathlons. I'm like, that is not at all the same. I hate, I hated that. I'm a short-distance runner. I'm an ex-soccer player. No. So I did. I was like, all right, I'm sure I can do this. Um, so that's how I started with no clue what I was doing at all whatsoever. And then it just kept evolving, and you kept kind of getting this support from – I trained with a bunch of women initially, and then I started – when I was doing Ironman training, it was with a bunch of guys, and we all had the same coach. So we were just all on the same schedule. So almost 20 hours a week is what I was doing for training. Wow. Yeah. One thing that you said before, too, that stood out to me is um, whenever you even train now, you train with a group of women or a group of individuals, men, women, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, And it's more – like a team. So even though you're like running individually or training individually, you still train with the team or you have a group that you do it with. So you're building relationships and it doesn't feel like, you know, Oh, I have to go train today because you know, you're in a group, you're having fun. Right. It just feels fun. Yeah. 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 It's exciting when you're like, Oh, there's five of us that are riding bikes today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's more like a, we're just, we're just going out and having fun rather than training. Right. I mean, like when you're a kid, you go out and ride your bike just for fun. Totally. Right. Right? So yeah, it makes it feel like you're a kid again. Mm -hmm. I love that. So speaking of F words, are, do you consider yourself a feminist? So from a, yes, from a, Supporting equality of males and females. Absolutely, yes. Love it. 
That was just one of my my random <laughs> rapid fire. Because I'm looking at your shirt. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so anything one. beyond that politically or anything else, you know, I would absolutely not get into as a, you know, I'm supporting something or something else. I just feel like from a role standpoint, mm-hmm. males, females. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You're supporting everyone. Yes, Because yes. I feel like it can get like a negative connotation, but it's it not. Does. It does. It does have that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Yeah. Maybe because of the end of the word, the ist. Yeah. You know, like it mm-hmm. sounds like it's negative, but right. yeah, it's yeah. not. No, I like that. Um, so what's the craziest thing you've ever done besides run an iron or yeah, do an pretty, Iron Man? <laughs> that's pretty crazy, yeah. So craziest thing, and I maybe I like gave it away earlier, but I have climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, so maybe that is wow. the craziest thing that I've ever done that I can legally say on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you have? Is there anything on your bucket list that you haven't done yet that you want to do next? So I always have travel on my list. So I kind of, this year was like a little bit sad feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have the Maldives on my list, which is not a really active place to go. It just looks like. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I have Nepal, so maybe. And then Iceland as well. Great. Nice. All great yeah. places. Yeah. So you still stay active, obviously. You're into fitness. What is your like fitness regime now, like when you're not training, what do you, what do you do to keep fit? So thanks for differentiating between training and not training. Cause it is really different. Like right now I'm exercising. <laughs> um, so I'm not looking at numbers or having, you know, any specific goals, which this year would have been really hard to do that and feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so my day kind of looks like I get up at five, work for a little bit, play with my dogs. And then I will either, Ride my bike, go for a run, work out. Our our garage is completely outfitted as a as a gym, basically. Um, jealous and I'm jealous. I've been trying to do that forever. <laughs> really, yes. it's hard to get weights right now. Still, well, right. right now it's hard to clear out all the junk in, oh. in the one car garage. I need to get that out. Maybe put it in the other garages or something. But yeah, you're right. It's hard to get weights right now. Yes. Yes. They've been on uh, hold for a really long time. Right. Yeah. But there might be a, an aftermarket sale when people go back to the gym. Right. right. Yeah. I'm going to catch that wave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do that. But, yeah, so I plan on doing something every day. So that way if I skip something, skip a day because I'm tired or just feel like I can't stop working or something like that, then I'll then I'll skip. But usually, you know, on the weekends I'll do yoga and run and ride my bike and then during the week work out twice um, maybe three times if I feel really inspired and then a day or a week, <laughs> a week, a week, <laughs> no, more two a days for me. Like, no more two a days. If, if Steph could have had a light on your face for that question, I think she would have used it. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to your younger self to be more patient with myself and, that it's okay that you're not perfect because you're never going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's better that way anyway. Love that. Yeah. You should, that's what makes you, you, right? Like all your flaws or the, you know, the quirks, right? That's what makes us unique and yeah. individual. The other question I wrote down, is, you mentioned chivalry before earlier and a couple minutes ago. Do you believe in chivalry? Do you feel like a man should open a door for a woman or pull out a chair? Or 
or is it equal? Yeah. So, I mean, I hold the door for people all the time. I don't care who's walking out of it. Um, you know, I grew up in, with my dad, super Italian, traditional. Um, so he always did that. So I just, it, it, it's nice. I'm not going to lie. I love, you know, for the door to be held for me, but if it was you holding it or my husband holding it or a random strange man holding it, all of those, I think are okay. So I think it's more of just being human and being kind, Mm -hmm. but my husband literally opens the door, car door for me. Even if he has to like squeeze in between something, he will come over there and open Mm, the door, which is, it's sweet. Yeah. So if, yeah, so I, I, that's a hard question, but it's being thoughtful. It's being kind. Like you said, being thoughtful and having me or like doing it for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I would do the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Good answers. Uh-huh. Wow. I I'm like, them. yes. That's what I would say. <laughs> if I, I mean, was that articulate. Yeah. <laughs> but you were very articulate with it. I love it. Exactly. Well, I, I just wanted to share that I feel like many, you know, all all women need to hear this story. And, of course, some men, right? I mean, I think we're not excluding men here. I know we're focused on women. But I feel like a, a lot of us need to hear this story because so many times um, it's kind of hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like when you're 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 trying to to become that the best financial advisor, or, or you know, trying to train for that triathlon, or trying to be a business owner. And it's hard to navigate um, in the dark and kind of get to that point. But I think overall, you know, you have to just trust in your passions and trust in the work that you're doing, right? Just do the work every day. What's, you know, what do you need to get done? Just chip away a little at it and, you know, you'll get there and know that you are good enough, um, I think is, is huge. I feel like I can't even like say anything after that. Oh, I'm sorry. That was such a great, such a great podcast, Carrie. Thank you so much for being here. I love today. I loved I love your presence and I love your energy and I definitely look forward to us getting out together outside of Yes, we're going to play golf. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. You can yeah. drive the golf. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. No, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you to Next Path. Thank you to the Tampa Bay Wave and I'm just so thankful for all of us here together. Oh, I just, I feel, I know. So we're in our feels right now. Yeah. And on that note, we'll catch you next time. Live, fold, and boss up. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.